Glad to have you folks here. If you are visiting, my name is John Sutherland. I'm the bridge pastor here at this wonderful congregation called Cross Lutheran. And today we are celebrating the first Sunday in Christmas. And the service is going to be different from what we normally do on Sunday mornings. We're going to be celebrating Christmas with a service of carols and hymns. It's an old tradition. Um, goes back to the 20th century in the Lutheran and Episcopal services um, in the United States, but before that it was very popular in the Church of Sweden and in the Church of England um, since you know the mid-19th century, the 1850s. So we're going to hear the Christmas story through word and song today, which means you don't have a sermon other than the kids' sermon, but we'll also then um, just have to follow the slides and the bulletins so we're not lost during the course of the service. Beloved in Christ, at this Christmas tide, let, us be, let it be our care and delight to hear again the message of the angels, and in heart and mind to go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, and the babe lying in a manger. Therefore, let us read in Mark and Holy Scripture the tale of loving purposes of God from the first days of our disobedience unto the glorious redemption brought us by this holy child. But first, let us pray for the needs of the whole world, for peace on earth and goodwill among all its peoples, for unity and brotherhood within the church he came to build, and especially in this, our own community. And because this would rejoice his heart, let us remember in his name the poor and the helpless, the cold, the hungry, and the oppressed, the sick and them that mourn, the lonely and the unloved, the aged and the little children, and all those who know not the Lord Jesus, or who love him not, or who by sin have grieved his heart of love. Lastly, let us remember before God all those who rejoice with us, but upon another shore and in greater light, that multitude which no man can number, whose hope was in the word made flesh, with whom the Lord Jesus we are one forevermore. Well, good morning. That was pretty good. I'll take it easy on you this morning. Well, I have a quick question. What day is it? No, it's not the first day of a new Lent, but good try. It's Sunday. What else is it? Well, actually, it's the first Sunday of Christmas, but the answer is a little bit too difficult. I'm going to say it's Christmas. Yeah, it's Christmas. Because you know what? There are 12 days of Christmas. Now, we get all excited about the first day of Christmas, don't we? In fact, we get so excited that the day before Christmas Eve, we're here and we have big meals and we open presents and we go to church. And then the next Sunday, or the next morning is Christmas morning, December 25th, right? But that's just the first day of Christmas. We have 12 days of Christmas, please. It's so cool. Now, why are there 12 days? You see those guys right there by the pulpit, those three? What do we call them? We call them the wise men. Sometimes they're called the magi. And when they saw on the night that Jesus was born, they saw a star in their country, which is far, far, far away from Jesus. And they said, oh, that star means the king of the Jews is born, the king of the world. And so they began their journey. 
And so we say, okay, they got there late. And we say, when they bring their gifts to Jesus and Mary and Joseph, we say, okay, that's when Christmas is over. And we celebrate them coming to see Jesus on January 6th. So there's 12 days between December 25th and January 6th. And all the days between January 20, or December 25th and January 6th are Christmas days. Kind of cool, huh? So do you think you should get a Christmas present every day? No. <laughs> but we can say Merry Christmas, and we have to say, yeah, and in church, we're still celebrating Christmas. That's why you're going to hear so many Christmas readings today, and that's why you're going to hear so many Christmas songs, because we say it's still Christmas, okay? Kind of cool, right? So if I say Merry Christmas, what do you say back? Yep, and we can say Merry Christmas all the way to January 6th. Kind of cool, huh? And you know what? I'm, you know what's going to happen? If you go out and say Merry Christmas, you know what someone's going to say to you? They're going to say Happy New Year. And you can just say, cool. And you can say, but it's still Christmas, right? So let's try that. We'll do a test. I'm going to say, Merry Christmas. Happy Merry New Year. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. There you go. Happy Christmas, okay? So... Remember, we get 12 whole days to celebrate Jesus being born. And you know what? You think 12 days for Jesus being born is a lot of days? You know what's really crazy? At Easter time, we get 49 days. Whoa, huh? But anyway, 12 days to Christmas, my friends. All right, let's pray. And then I know you might be tired of Christmas candy, so we'll have Tootsie Rolls, okay? Let's pray. Dear God, thank you so much for coming to us as Jesus. Help us in these 12 days to remember that there are 12 whole days to have a party. Amen. We'll continue with the readings. The first lesson is from Genesis chapter 3, verses 8 to 15. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me the fruit from the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is that what you have done? The woman said, The serpent tricked me, and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you among all animals and among all wild creatures. Upon your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will strike your head, and you will strike his heel. Our second reading comes from the book of Genesis, the 22nd chapter. The angel of the Lord called Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn, says the Lord, 
because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will indeed bless you, and I'll make your offspring as numerous as the stars of heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore. And your offspring shall possess the gate of their enemies, and by your offspring shall all the nations of the earth gain blessings for themselves, because you have obeyed my voice. The third lesson is from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2, 6, and 6 to 7. The people who walked in the darkness have seen a great light. Those who have lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. For a child has been born to us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. The fourth lesson also from Isaiah. A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear. But with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips. He shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist and faithfulness the belt around his loins. The wolf shall live with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the kid. The calf and the lion, the fatling together, and the little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze their young, shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put his hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. The fifth lesson is from Luke chapter 1, verses 26 to 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, 
and this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The sixth reading. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with a child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But when he had resolved to do this, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for you will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. The seventh lesson is from Luke's second chapter, verses 8 to 16. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David, the Savior who is Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in the bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in a manger. The final reading from the Gospel of John, the first chapter. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light, the true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or the will of flesh or the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. Let us pray. Merciful God, everything in heaven and earth belongs to you. 
We joyfully release what you have entrusted to us. May these gifts be signs of your whole lives returned to you, dedicated to the healing and unity of all creation through Jesus Christ. Amen.